Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout, hosted by me, Ellen Carr. And me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches, and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Hello, welcome to another episode of Create Shift. Thank you for being here and for listening. If you're a long-time listener, um, welcome back. And if you're a brand new listener, then hello. We're very happy to have you here. So today's episode of the podcast is one in which we are exploring connecting to our bodies, reconnecting to our bodies, really, and the importance of this when it comes to burnout recovery and healing and also kind of creating a way of living and working and just being that is supportive of ourselves and helping us to kind of move away from being stuck in burnout cycles. So we talk about our own experience with reconnecting to our bodies and kind of how we found our ways to that, what's worked for us and kind of what that's opened up for us. Uh, we chat a little bit about uh, Western society and culture and it kind of being from the neck upwards and how, um, you know, that can be quite difficult to get out of and and also just not helpful for our health and we offer some guidance on ways that you might want to start uh, bringing the body back into things for yourself so um, I hope that that is helpful for you. Uh, We also chat a little bit about our coaching and the way that we work together as collaborative coaches where we really work with the mind and body as one and how that is really really vital for, for recovering and healing from burnout. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. I hope you find this supportive and encouraging and inspiring for you. As always, we love to hear from you. Feel free to email us on hello at the good space.com. Um, come along and join our Facebook group. It's Create a Good Life. That is for women um, who are on the journey recovering from burnout or, you know, wanting to create those lives that are more supportive um, and sustainable for themselves. So we put the links in that uh, in the show notes for that for you and feel free to head to our website thegood-space.com to take a look at our current coaching offer which is a really really excellent offer so if you're listening to this kind of as it's coming out the offer is still available for you unless all the places have been snapped up Um, but it gives you more than 50% off so that's five zero. 50% off our our coaching packages and you can do that as a one-off pause session or a three-month reset session um so the link's below if you want to have a look at that and that's if you book in June or July you can take advantage of that offer so thank you for listening and we'll be back again next time we were just having quite an interesting chat um about listening to our bodies and um and how kind of when we started to connect to our bodies more and for both of us, that was through like yoga and Pilates, um, Pilates, Pilates. <laughs> so those sort of uh, more mindful, I guess, body based uh, movement practices. There is no movement practice that's not body based, is there? Going well. Um, <laughs> that we started to notice like a bunch of other things that we, we just weren't connected to before. So things like um how the foods we were eating were affecting us or like for me like the effect of alcohol like I can't really drink at all now uh and I don't think like my tolerance to alcohol has changed I think it's just that I've noticed you know I've got more awareness in the body um and and we thought it'd be a good conversation for the podcast because it's a really important aspect of 
burnout recovery and kind of coming out of the cycle, isn't it? Yeah, that was the point for me when it's... Sorry, did I freeze? You froze a little, but go on. I think okay. it's fine. <laughs> really patchy Wi-Fi today. Um, so I think that was the point for me. It was after burnout that I started to figure out these things and to notice it a bit more. Mm. And I think you're right. It is those things like um, I used to drink a lot of coffee. I was very caffeine dependent. And I used to think it was normal that I would start the day with you know, a couple of really strong coffees and uh, then have the shakes. That was totally normal for me. Mm. And, you know, my anxiety levels were really high. And mm. when I, I mean, cutting out caffeine was not an easy thing, uh, you know, decades worth of lots of caffeine. But now that I don't have any caffeine, apart from a little bit of chocolate every now and again, it's, it's made a massive difference to how I feel. And when I do have you know, a large amount of chocolate or maybe a weak tea or something, I've really noticed difference. Mm. Um, mm. And similarly with the movement, I mean, we were just saying before about how I just, I used to thought it was normal to go to the osteopath every month to get my back sorted out. And that was just mm. like a normal part of life that my chair was uncomfortable at work. So I went mm. and went to the osteo to get that fixed. It didn't actually occur to me that actually moving my body in a different way or sitting in a different way would be something that helped. I think that's an interesting point as well when you mentioned that, um, yeah, that the one thing you did was go to the osteopath all the time. And I think, like, because we were talking a bit about how, you know, our society in Western society really doesn't encourage us to be connected to the body. And, you know, I first came across this idea in, in when I was studying theatre and reading books about European theatre and, and Western theatre, well, not Western, sorry, English, British theatre, because um, actually European theatre is much more physical than than the English theatre tradition. And um, there's this quote that's always stuck with me about uh, English theatre being acting from the head, from the neck up. And uh, I just feel like that's that's our culture. And so I suppose perhaps even... I think Western culture, there's a bit of a digression, I'll get back on track, but I think Western culture, but also perhaps specifically English or British culture, I don't know, maybe maybe in the US it's, it's similar. I feel like in, in Europe, in Central Europe, uh, there or, or in Western Europe, I, I don't know. I'm, it's a very generalisation and it is based on my experience of theatre, but and also the experience of people are more expressive, you know, in, in sort of... I guess you look in like France and Italy, perhaps like there's more expression when speaking. Says I, waving my arms around, I express quite a lot. But uh, yeah, so that's that's a bit of a digression into cultural differences in terms of how we're in our bodies anyway. But yeah, I think so in the West, I think we are encouraged to be kind of we prioritize the brain and the mind, right? Um, and, and being intellectual and kind of achieving and so much so that, you know, it is all about that ties into our work it's all just about how much we produce and how much we sit there and like we're just like attached to the screen or whatever depending on our jobs obviously but what I thought was interesting about what you shared there about going to the osteopath for your back is that you're finding like the one thing that it's okay to notice in your body and connect to so it's like your body and also perhaps like your body's trying to find the way to to kind of shout to you like hey I'm here like listen so I guess like I'm what I'm thinking is that for a lot of us um, a lot of people there there is that thing of like I've always got this issue with my back or my knee or my shoulder or my hip 
and it's that that's the way your body's saying like listen listen let's connect let's 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 have a better relationship and that's the thing that you're like okay yeah I can go and sort this out but actually it might be a much deeper thing yeah and it's interesting isn't it that this kind of head-based way we operate as well is we have a problem and we need to fix it Mm. and it's like we find that one thing to fix it and we just go and fix it and fix it and fix it we don't actually ask the question of why or what else does this mean or what else could I do here it's it's this kind of need to fix it and we were talking a bit about this in the group Mm. community in the Facebook group yeah yeah around rest as well Mm. um and about how we try and and intellectualize why why there's an issue um instead of relying on our intuition when we need to move or need to rest or do something and not question why our body is asking that yeah so it's it's yeah we're we're intellectualizing that relationship rather than just coming into a felt relationship with the body where actually we might not even need to name what it is we might just need to listen and and sort of be like what do you need and feel and then act um that's really interesting so I guess if we just sort of consider the implications of this you know specifically in relation to burnout um I mean I think the really massive thing is that it's easier to burn out when you're not in that connection in that relationship with your body right yeah and I think you also don't realize you're in burnout as well mm. sometimes those signs can be really subtle it might just be that you're getting more headaches or you're getting mm. a stomach ache or yeah. as you say there's some part of your body that's shouting that mm. there is a wider issue and you don't realize because you're so stuck in the mm. depths of it you don't realize it's a thing a mm. much wider issue so many things you know you mentioned stomach aches I mean so many things such as IBS which is a huge issue uh certainly in the UK and, and in the states you know studies show sort of how much that affects people um is very often linked to stress um, and kind of not being in body um, or things like not sleeping well. Um, yeah, and even things like you're saying, like the the reliance on the caffeine. I was the same. I used to drink like <laughs> two espressos before work in the morning and then and then have like, maybe two or three other coffees throughout the day yeah. this is nuts it's nuts to me now anyway um yeah so we don't we don't notice that we're burnt out until it's so severe right so for me it was like until I'd get to the point where I was just like literally couldn't really do anything I was so exhausted I had like collapsed basically you know yeah and it makes me wonder looking back at when whether I'd listened to my body more in those early stages whether things could be slowed down or at least given me the headspace to realize what was going on Mm. and to make some changes Mm. Mm. I have a question as well actually because you mentioned it was sort of through burnout that you got more into kind of the body practices Mm. and that was that sort of quite soon after having kids Yes. So I think I experienced burnout before having kids as well, but went straight back into it kind of, Mm. you know, 
as you do, yeah. <laughs> sort yourself out, get straight back into it and nothing changed. And it was only really after having kids. And I guess for me, it was that change in priorities that I realised that I couldn't just carry on abusing myself and treating mm. myself so poorly because there were other people to consider. Mm. And I, I've got this horrible tendency of, you know, people pleasing has always been a big thing for me. So actually having you know, children that depend on me and knowing I needed to be fit and healthy mentally and physically to be able to look after them was like a major trigger for me to do things differently. Okay. So the first things I was thinking, I was just thinking like, you know, pregnancy and birth, obviously two very embodied things. Mm. (laughs) So I was just, I thought it was interesting maybe that after that, perhaps you were more able to hear your body. Mm. Um, Okay. Uh, but also I just wanted to say that like I don't know if if that is people pleasing like I wonder if that's just part of what how you're motivated as a person I don't know it's interesting there's like a fine line have you done the the four tendencies quiz for Gretchen Rubin's um, oh I did a long time ago I can't mm. remember what I was though have you done it yeah we'll link to it in the in the show notes um so it's it's to understand your motivations uh, or how you respond to uh, uh, expectations, internal and external expectations mm. and how you're like motivated to do stuff. But one of them is called the obliger. And that is like a, a, a I think it's the biggest percentage of, of people who take the quiz that come out as obligers. And that means you're more motivated by external um, expectations. So like, okay. you know, you'll do things because you, you know, somebody else is doing it. So you're not, don't want to let them down and I don't know I just think it's interesting the relationship between that and like or is that people pleasing or is that valuing ourselves or I don't know anyway that's that's a digression but um yeah and I guess it's, there's boundaries there and there's a, yeah. a a kind of a gray area between the two yeah, that's probably yeah. a whole other podcast that exactly, we should do at some yeah, point so, yeah <laughs> um all right so so I think it's clear that listening learning to listen to our bodies more and connect to our bodies is is really important and certainly really part of our approach of supporting people to to heal from burnout and also get out of the cycle and that's why we work together really isn't it you know with you bringing all your coaching experience and the more kind of belief-based and mind-based stuff um or, or well although you you work with you know uh, hypnotherapy and meditation and things as well but the, the, those sort of more practices and and then me bringing the more embodied practices through the yoga and through the holistic um trainings that I've done because that is the only way we can really we can really um deal with this really with anything <laughs> and I guess that's that's what's missed a lot from from a lot of burnout kind of education and coaching and, and things um so I suppose should we just end with a couple of bits of potential guidance for people if they're they're wanting to kind of deepen their connection with their body um and I think one thing I will say as well is is that to to always take this work um gently I suppose uh the body holds a lot and there can be trauma that's stored in the body that we might not even know about um so so if 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 you know that you've got a history of trauma and you're wanting to work with the body then you need to be very very mindful of of staying in in your you know zone window of tolerance where it feels okay and you feel safe and you might want to do that work alongside um 
a professional who's trauma sensitive or trauma informed um like a, a trauma informed yoga teacher or trauma sensitive yoga teacher um I am a trauma sensitive yoga teacher just in case people were like wanting to work with us and curious whether that would work um but also there's there might be stuff that you don't know about so it's like it's not about pushing yourself is what I'm trying to say I guess and it's about holding yourself with uh compassion and and love and and just making sure that you're always somewhere where you feel okay like you can you can be there and it's you're not feeling unsafe in any way so yeah and so I guess for me yoga is is the big thing that I I recommend as, as a practice um what about you I'd say to do a body scan. Um, I, I normally do it in the morning, but any time that you have a couple of moments and just scan your attention through your body and just notice if anything's feeling like not quite right or different. And then whether you focus in on that can just ease that slightly and change that feeling. Mm. Yeah. Lovely. Well, and that's just made me think, actually, Kate, we, sh- we should do a, a little guided meditation as part of our free resources or something for the Facebook community. Yes. Um, that is a body based check in and then yeah. people can use that if they want to. So. All right. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Um, so places where you can go to explore this further with us and um, the Facebook community, create a good life. Um, is this question that's what it's called that is what it's called yeah uh, <laughs> put the link below but like like we just said we're going to be putting sort of free resources and things in there for people so we will maybe pop a, a little meditation in there and we've got sort of monthly rest practices and we'll be doing master classes and things so it's a great place to be and it's a really nice community um and that is specifically for women that one or uh, yeah um uh and we've got our website good-space.com and you can read about our coaching services on there and we still have our offer on our coaching so you get more than 50% off uh, both our one-off package and our three-month package and that's you if you're booking it sort of this June and July so so do take a look at that um, and like we said we, we've used that mind-based approach with the embodied approach that really then creates lasting change um and you can email us hello at the good and oh there's a little dog in the background and um i don't know if people heard that or if i just sound mad now um and you can find us on instagram um the good space uk so thank you for listening and we will be back again soon thank you for listening to create shift we hope you found it inspiring and supportive If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider taking a moment to leave us a review and a rating and to share the episode with a friend. For more from us and to sign up to our newsletter, head to thegood-space.com.